We're live. Aaron Whitlow. Uh, Brandon Spivey here. And we are the Markout Movie Podcasters. And on today's episode, we're doing a double dose of A Christmas Story. Along with A Christmas a Christmas Story Christmas. Did I get the name right? Yes, you did. Hey, Christmas Story Christmas. Yeah. Uh, um, Aaron's doing things a little different, so I'm going to be telling you what this movie's about. Like we don't know what a Christmas story is about, but anyway, I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. Before we All get right. to that, before before you jump in that, uh, I gotta say this: looking at both of the movies and knowing last night that you watched Eight Bit Christmas before you watched those, Eight Bit Christmas is by far the superior film, bar none, between all three films. I think. Yeah, I didn't watch it a bit again, but I just know that I absolutely loved it uh, last year we, when we reviewed it, and um, and 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 just thinking about you watching it, kind of you know, tingle tingly feelings, you know. So I should have watched it last because it was the much better film of all of these two. Exactly, and um, we'll, we'll talk about it. Go ahead. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm just going to give a little synopsis of what IMDb gives you. Um, in the 1940s, a young boy named Ralphie Parker attempts to convince his parents, teacher, and Santa Claus that a Red Rider Range 200-shot BB gun really is the perfect Christmas gift. Um, as far as the numbers go, it's got a 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb, uh, 77% on Metacritic, 88% like it on Google. It's got a 90% Rotten Tomato score with an 88% score from the audience. So it is certified fresh, Aaron. Because fresh. everybody and their mama has seen this movie. Oh, um, God, yes. This movie is is a is a classic. It's a classic. It is what it is. And uh, last year when we watched Eight Bit Christmas, I made this comparison that. What what a Christmas story is for it's it's made in the time that we was younger, we were kids, but it was hearkening to a time when my parents was kids, you know, and you know, yeah. or, or you know, and so that time frame that you can relate to. Whereas with Eight Bit Christmas, it is a movie that that is for our time frame that we can relate to, that we experience. And it's such a, you know, I don't know, it's just, it, by, and plus you have Neil Patrick Harris and you can't really go wrong with Neil Patrick Harris. So. And Steve Zahn is the dad. And Steve Zahn. Yeah. And, and it's so heartfelt. Like the father and son relationship um, was like what I think a Christmas story tried to, try to solidify. I feel that uh, Ape at Christmas actually accomplished, in my opinion, like the oh, father and son relationship. I was, I was under the impression this was like one of your favorite Christmas movies. It is. It it, it is. Uh, it was at one point until I seen Ape at Christmas, and then rewatching it. I mean, I know the I know it line the line verbatim essentially, um, and, but it's just maybe because I've seen it so many times, like it's on heavy rotation. I think you get it's like eating crackers every day. You'll get tired of eating the same crackers. Um, oh man, it was overexposed to me as a child. So I, I, 
I don't hate the movie. I just hate watching the movie. If that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I, I respect it for what it is, but I've seen it so many times. Like oh. it's just so people know what we're talking about a Christmas yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it was so overexposed when I was a child. The 24-hour fun they had on Christmas didn't help me because I watched that and like every year for like four or five years. So I I have seen this movie more times than I've seen Jaws. And Jaws is my favorite, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to say it. I don't know. Well, let's talk about it. So the movie's about Ralphie, young Ralphie, who wants a Red Ryder BB gun. Uh, er, er, Air, it's not BB gun, it's like an air rifle. Um, I guess the BB air rifle, I don't know the difference. Um, and uh, it takes place in the would you say the 50s, 40s, 40s, yeah, which would which the time frame in which Ralphie is an adult and the other ones is in the 70s, does that match up or you feel like no, not really? Yeah, I don't feel like. I feel like in the 70s, Ralphie would be much, much older. Well, he's like... He's probably like like eight or nine when he was in the 40s. Yeah, depending. I'm going with it's 1940. So it'd be 33 years from now. He would be about 42. He looks like he's in his 50s. They all do. All friends look like they're in their 50s. We know that... um, We know that... uh, uh, So, uh, Scott says in the sequel because he said hey well it's been 20 30 years and he said 33 years and so many days you know it if you can't even order huh so it was in 1940 yeah okay. so yeah and that and, and we'll talk about part two uh well technically the part two with ralphie uh because there's been like two other prequels uh movies that happened between a Christmas story and what we are reviewing today. Um, but Ralphie wants his gun and, and, and it has the feels of Christmas. He has a little brother uh, who is weird. He's a weird kid. He's a weird little brother. Um, I can't relate. My sisters was not weird, um, but maybe I have some weird cousins, but yeah. Um, I, you know, he wants his present and he feels like that's all he really wants for Christmas. But everybody tells him you're going to shoot your eye out. It's not a good present to have. A yeah. kid to have. Um, I don't know, man. So the you never movie, wanted a BB gun when you were a child? I never did. I never desired one. I shot oh. one once. I was about Ralphie's age. Did you shoot your eye out? I shot a bird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't I don't think I killed it, but it definitely went down. <laughs> it died later. Um but I thought man, I looked at this is a BB gun. How much damage can it actually do? You know a lot, apparently. Yeah, they actually can. Yeah, they can kill birds. I didn't know it at the time, but yeah. Learned, I learned I th- that. I think here locally there was someone that was I don't know the story. I think there's a guy here in Bowling Green that was killed with either a uh, BB gun or air airsoft rifle or something. Something like somebody shot at him and um, and end up it end up killing him um, for some reason. This is like a case that happened a couple of years ago. 
I don't know the story. I might be so wrong on it. If anybody lives in Bowling Green wants to comment. Now, I can't see anything on Facebook. So here, which you have to find his YouTube channel and comment. But anyway, uh, Christmas story. The first one, it's just what it's hard to really talk about. We, I guess we can just compare it to the other one. Um, Ralphie in this, when he's a kid, wants his gun and he does a lot of daydreaming and uh, illusions, which actually going back and watching it just takes me out of it. Like, I don't like the, the daydreams and stuff, you know. He probably didn't like it in the sequel either. Oh, no, I really didn't. And, and when they start doing that, I'm like, odd. so this is what we're doing here. Um, but that sequel is such, it's so bad. Uh, but You didn't like the sequel, huh? Oh, no. Um, but we'll talk about it. But, yeah, I think that um, the uh, – Although I do remember the illusions, and I know the illusions like with Black Bart or the um, uh, the daydreams with Black yeah. Bart with the teacher, um, but the parts that you remember that you like that you that you gravitate towards is Flick getting his tongue stuck to the pole, yeah. which is painful. It actually taught me not to do that. I did it as a child you after did. watching this movie. You Didn't did. happen. My tongue did not get stuck. <laughs> So I was like, did, well, you I'll, I'll or did you just do it? No, I just did it. I mean, I watched it one Christmas and a few days later, I tried, I saw a poll. <laughs> I tried, hey, I, you know, I like to try things. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's going to be on your uh, tombstone. Here lies Brandon's probably, hey, I like to try things. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yeah, man, um, I never tried it, but. Also, I love how everybody just like, like ran and left them. Yeah, because uh, it reminds me of an experience I had when I was a kid. There used to be this game where you would press on someone's chest to kind of make them pass out, which it's not a good game, but it is a game we had because we was bored. But anyway, um, we made a guy named Pierre, a buddy of mine, growing up, Pierre made him pass out but we didn't think he passed out because the way he had his hands and the kind of look on his face is like man like like this ain't working so it's how he, the face that he had so we like all right we'll let him go when we let him go like a ton of bricks he just fell and hit the ground <laughs> and but when he hit the ground like side of his head kind of scraped the uh, like a concrete pipe the concrete um water drain like yeah. this on my house on our house and just like, and you start crying, and all those kids literally dispersed and left him there to cry. We just we ran. Yeah. So, yeah, because kids, it, we, it's fight or flight, man, and we we flew. We flew. You flew away. You just flew away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah, you, you were saying that was a, a really good scene. Another one, um, for me anyway, was when they the mother dressed the, the little brother up in the coats and he couldn't couldn't keep his hands down, you know, they, they were just stuck right there and he fell over in the snow and he couldn't get up. I always liked that scene, I really did. Yeah, I always liked that scene, thought it was funny. I think the, the brother's actually more interesting than Ralphie, honestly. Yeah, he, he has the issue eating his food, yeah. 
Uh, he um, snorts like a he, pig. Yeah, and he uh, he likes to be in the cabinet. I think I, I actually vaguely remember after watching this movie crawling in. I guess I tried stuff too. I remember crawling in under a cabinet. Maybe, but yeah, I mean those parts of the movie was was great. I always hated the scene with the. I, I always hated the, him breaking his glasses. You know, um, especially once now that I wear glasses. Yeah. You know. Is it, like as a kid, I was like, "Oh, that's bad," but I didn't think about it. But now, you know, Brandon wearing glasses—you don't like anything messing with your glasses. That's you know, true. Uh, you don't want nobody touching your glasses. You don't want you don't when it's off when it's not adjusted right. It bugs you. Uh, I can't uh, can't imagine it being broken. Um, but yeah, he um, he almost shot his eye out. They it been hilarious. It kind of if he did. But I'm glad he didn't, because this is not that type of movie. But then he lied to his mom. Ralphie is a liar. Um, yeah. <laughs> he I mean, is an interesting kid. He's more of an interesting kid than he is an interesting adult. We'll get to that. I probably could relate to him better as an adult than I can as a, as a really? kid. Well, just the whole writing thing, you know. Mm. That aspect to it. Um, that's the only aspect. Uh, but... I don't know. Yeah, you're right. There's not a lot to really discuss here. I mean, he wants yeah. his rifle, and that's the, and the Christmas uh, dinner with the at the Chinese restaurant, which is a bunch of racism. Uh, but okay, um, uh, stereotypes of of, of Asian well, people. And, but yeah, in this movie, like this is in the '80s, so it would have got went unchecked. Um, yeah. Also, the the fudge line. Oh, fudge. Um, when I was a kid, I didn't get it that he cussed, and I didn't understand. I was like, "What's wrong with the word fudge?" I, you know, I didn't realize that he was, it was saying something else. Yeah. I, I, I guess I didn't cuss a lot as a kid, but now I understand. And the, and the way that his father looked at him, and with disappointment, the way his mom looked at him, but then he blamed it on Schwartz. Yeah, <laughs> and then Schwartz got butt his butt whoop. Uh. Man, one kid I noticed didn't show up in the in the uh, re, in the uh, sequel or whatever is uh, they had a third friend that kind of okay. hung out with him as well, but they replaced him with this Larry guy, which is a new character. Um, but <sighs> that movie, okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, what did you think about? What do you think about the relationship between Ralphie and his father? Like, I, I, I kind of felt genuine. It felt genuine. Yeah, I, you know, you, I felt that he loved his father, but he was afraid of his father. And I think that, I don't know, can't speak for you, but for me, growing up, I was terrified of my father. So, But I loved him at the same time. You know, uh, so I felt that connection there, you know. It's a, it's a slippery slope there. Because, you know, my, my dad, when he got angry, you know, he... He put fear in you, <laughs> just like Ralphie's father would. And but he was a good father at the same time, you know. So, uh, so I can relate to that. The cursing, though, I, you know, my father didn't curse, you know. So, my uh, father only had one cuss word, and I'm not gonna repeat it here. But it, it well, it has an S to it, the S word. But then yeah. he adds fire to it. That's the cuss word. 
S fire. S fire. Yep. But uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you though. My father was, it is. You know, thank God us to have him. Um, my father's growing up. He was a uh, like he was very he's very quiet. He's still quiet, but we have a better relationship now because you know we're both believers in the Lord. But um, but then it was more of a you love him, but then you also your dad was the dis like he'll whoop you. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, my mom whooped too, but you know my dad is the one that you fear because you know hey, when your dad comes home, you're gonna get it, you know. And then uh, you it's know, but then belt. also yeah, <laughs> belt yeah belt. Um, but you also the when Ralphie wanted to help his dad change the nuts and hold the you know I remember being a kid going going outside with my father, um, he showing me how to like his working on the car, me holding parts for him or whatever, not even knowing what I'm doing or uh, him showing me how to skin a rabbit and clean fish. My father, it's just my father. He was, he's, a, he's a country guy. And so he showed me how to do that stuff. And so I remember him, you know, at the time I didn't think about it. At the time I probably wanted to rather be in the house, watch TV cartoons or whatever else playing with toys. But my dad was trying to show me responsibility. And I and I appreciate that, and I, I I love the relationship between Ralphie and his father. It seems like his relationship with his father is captured better in the re, first film than his relationship, Ralphie's relationship with his kids in this other film. I feel like he doesn't have the same type of relationship with his kids that he actually has with his father. Yeah, <clears throat> I think they dropped the ball with the kids though, like. They weren't interesting. <laughs> no, I I felt like you really didn't get to know them. He, it was the focus was still Ralphie and what's going on in his life. It wasn't really about the kids. And I felt that's where they dropped the ball in that movie. It should have been at least fifty fifty. Uh, you know, you you got to care for the children, and I felt like we didn't get to know them. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Now I do want to talk about a scene, like a couple of the bumpest sounds. Oh, we got to talk about a couple of scenes uh, in the first one because people will probably, oh, if we don't talk about them. All right, we talked about the tongue stuck scene. Uh, we talked about the shooting the eye out, Fli- not flick, but scut, Fargus. Fargus. Yeah. Uh, oh my! He has yellow eyes. Uh, <laughs> This guy, he was terrifying as a kid watching this. Uh, he seemed like a bully, but I also felt, and you know, I know you can relate to this because you told me story before. That moment of just being frustrated and pushed to the very edge with bullies, and you lash out, and yeah. the bully realized, oh, I've, what what have I done? <laughs> Why did I? mess with this why do i wake this sleeping bear you know i've had i've had that type of experience in my life just in school or whatever being picked on or whatever and then next thing you know you lash out and that scene i can actually relate to ralphie a lot with his frustration he's beating him up he's cussing he's just in a trance he's just seeing red and uh and because you get to that point where you just snap you know and, yeah. and and but but the hurt on his face because he was hurt like just and it, man 
hats off to Peter Billings, is his name? Yeah. Uh, something like, but uh, hats off to him as a young actor. He really, really pulled that off real well. And I always related to him. What were your thoughts? Yeah, that seems uh, very emotional. Uh, Billford says, Happy Merry Christmas. Yeah, well, yeah, hey, yeah. Merry Christmas. I, wrote, I read it wrong. I thought it said Happy Merry, Merry Christmas, Billford. Merry Christmas, Billford. How is it? How's what's it like New in New York? York? This, yep. Yeah, he's in New York, right? I thought he mentioned he was in New York once. He's in New York. He's a New Yorker. So, I'm walking uh, here. Knowing there, man, I haven't checked the weather in years. <laughs> but go ahead. Uh, this, yeah, the scene was very emotional, but it, it a lot led up to that scene. He's, you know, he's been picked on by him, by Fargus. His, his everything going on with his dad or his parents and the the rifle that he wants and he's not getting. Um, too many crazy people. <laughs> Bifford says it's dangerous. Too many crazy people. I heard you have big giant rats. Also, my my oh, knowledge of New York is from movies. And that movie also includes Jason Goes to Manhattan, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so I don't have a lot of knowledge of New York other than seem dangerous. A lot of uh, classic films been taken. A lot, a lot of classic films. Y'all are like a mecca of movies. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the number one, number two place to shoot. I can't remember which is more, if it's New York or if it's LA. You <laughs> said so we got a raccoon and possum problem. Well, we also have. No, we don't have a problem. I'm pretty sure we have them both. We don't have he problem. wanted to have a problem, Bill. For he wanted to have a yeah, problem. We have, we have, we. I think we might have coyotes. I seen a fox once. I don't know. We have deer. We have deer. Is it a problem though, Aaron? You have a problem unless you're your car and you're driving. Uh, but anyway. Um, no, uh, but yeah, you said a lot was leading up to Ralphie. Yeah, going up on him. Um, you know, in that scene though, and it's happening. You know, you not. I don't feel sorry for Fargus too much, but the way he's crying, he just he just gets slaughtered in this fight. When he's getting up, man, I I, I did actually feel bad for him. It was like, man, he's bleeding from the mouth, the nose, crying. I mean, I just you know. Uh, when are we um, doing a top films of 2022 show and Avatar 2 show? Um, well, the Avatar one, films. I don't know when I'll see that. Um, Brandon, he can always talk about it, whether he liked it or loved it or hated it or whatever. Um, um, I'm hoping to get in there after Christmas, right before we do the top films, but we'll see. I, money's tight. <laughs> money, money's strange. Money, yeah. money. But anyway. Um, yeah, I but, felt yeah. sorry for Fargus in that scene, and I felt like at that scene, if they ever did do a sequel, he would comp- he would do the Johnny Lawrence flip, become a better person due mm-hmm. to that fight. I thought that's what they would do, and that's exactly what they did in the the sequel and his cameo appearance. Um, yeah, he was one of the best appearances, actually. Yes, in, he was. In the, in the, and I loved. Oh, um, but anyway, let's. But with the fight, man, and uh, him. Him being angry, and and uh, and I remember in the scene with with them getting like getting ready to go to bed to get the you know for Christmas. I, it reminded me of my parents sending me off the bed, and my yeah. mother mainly sending me off the bed, uh, sending us off the bed 
And I remember laying in bed Christmas night, Christmas Eve night. Can't really sleep because you're just so excited about yeah. what's going to be. You know, finally you may fall asleep. I had an aunt, uh, my, my aunt Denise used to actually bring me in the living room like after, you know, my mom then went to bed and uh, and let me see my presence, you know. Uh, but I remember one Christmas, you know, I was going to ask you uh, uh, your favorite your favorite Christmas memory. But my favorite Christmas memory um, was waking up and seeing, there's two of them real quick, but it's pretty similar, just two different toys. I remember waking up and seeing a chair full of Masters of the Universe toys, including the uh, uh, Castle Grayskull and the Snake Mountain yeah. or whatever. I had both of them. I remember seeing those. And then uh, I remember one year, I used to have wrestling toys anyway, yeah. but I remember the one year that my mom bought me like the actual ring. Because I used to wrestle and use my pillow and pretend like my pillow was the ring, you know. Uh, with my wrestling figures, because uh, I didn't have a ring, so I, I may believe that it was yeah. a ring. Um, and uh, and my mom one year bought me the actual WWF then ring, and uh, you know, you know, I just remember that man. That was just so, you know, good memory. Go ahead. Uh, as far as favorite Christmas memory, I, you know. When you're living it, you don't really think about it like that. It's it's when time passes and you reflect on it. And you're like, I have to say probably I was around five or six. Was at my grandparents' house. The whole family was over there. And, you know, everybody's just unwrapping all their gifts. But there was one time where I just looked around and just watched everybody enjoying themselves. Even as a, like a five or six-year-old kid, and just, just really, they really, I was really smiling. And somebody took a picture of me. Of smiling, looking around, but um, it was always a good time over there. Um, you know, I didn't get to see my grandparents all that much throughout the year, um, but uh, it was just a really good time. That's probably one of my favorite moments, memories, mm-hmm. is just going over there and seeing them because we hadn't done that in like five or six years now with how awesome. my grandfather's gotten. So, uh, Belford, could you read that for him? My favorite Christmas memory. The day I learned Santa was a forgot what? <laughs> forgot to use that fake. Is he? I think he was Italian. I was eight years old and I couldn't believe, I believe it. it. I don't know what that word means. I imagine it's a terrible, terrible thing to be. Um, we're here in Kentucky. We we don't have Fugazis. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but that's going to be on the shirt. What's a Fugazi? I think um, I was 10 when I learned that. And it wasn't even a big deal when I learned it. It was like, okay. I think for me as a kid, I I would I had questions to question everybody have. We don't have a chimney. How'd you get in? You know, uh, eventually I realized that my parents was buying me the gifts and I was like, cool. I'm thankful for it. You know. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I remember getting that Nintendo eight bit Christmas. I remember getting that NES. Or Super Nintendo, rather, and uh, and I remember just being like so blown away, man. Uh, yeah. I remember because uh, Duck Hunt, uh, Track and Field, and Super Mario Brothers. I think it was like like three on the same cartridge. Uh, I think I think, and we had the Power Pad, mm-hmm. and uh, just 
it was just it started a it was game over. But then like when you get Sega, yeah, game Sega over. Was probably my fondest like at my house like gift wise. <laughs> that was special because it came with Sonic Two, and I played that. Oh my god, so it was much. a game changer. Sonic yeah. was a game changer. But um, yeah, those are some good memories. Uh, but yeah, the movie ends with um, Ralphie laying in his bed, sleeping with his his rifle. And he's happy. Um, let's see. <clears throat> I cried when I got the Nintendo Power Glove. It sucks. And it didn't work. F you Fred Savage from the movie Wizards. Oh, wow. All right. He's not that wrong. That's that from? I, that, that... I, never, I, I never had the Power Glove. I couldn't, we couldn't afford it. But nor did I want it. I don't think I wanted it. I, maybe it was part of me that wanted one, but you know, I mean, it looked cool, but see, I never knew it was a flop. Like it didn't work. I I didn't know that till Eight Bit Christmas. Like <laughs> I didn't, cause I never had it, never played it. You know, it, I think it may have been before my time. Actually, uh, I remember it. I remember it. I really don't remember it. Honestly, I'm like I remember it in the store once, but I I was like, what's that? You know, <laughs> it didn't like. Jump at me like I gotta have that. That's the next yeah. big thing. Obviously, it wasn't. <laughs> it's the next big flop. But you know, uh, so I, n- I never, I never played it though, so I don't know. I just know what Eight Bit Christmas told us it was. Um, uh, you ready to go ahead and give your marks for uh, Christmas story? Well, before we do though, um, oh, one thing, one, real quick, before you say, we haven't talked about the lamp. Yeah, we gotta talk about the lamp. But I want to talk real quick. I just thought about it, and I don't want to forget it. The father, I love one of my favorite scenes in the in the Christmas story, and I want to mention it, is when Ralphie's father, his old man, is watching him uh, open up the present for the the rifle, uh, and just and him and him trying to, you know, talk him into pouring the uh, the pellets in there and everything. I just loved that. Uh, Fragile, yeah. Uh, uh, Fragile, yeah, I remember that. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna, but yeah, uh, I, I remember that scene, man, and I'm uh, watching that scene rather. And I just, I love the joy on that, on, on his old man's face. Just his, yeah. uh, just he said, I had one when I was his age, you know, he just wants his son to have the best Christmas. And that's what you want for all your kids, or. Your yeah. grandkids, you know, you want them to literally, and and I, and Ralphie said that in the sequel. He says, when you was a kid, it's about you want to have your best presents for Christmas. But when you're adult and you have your parent, you want your kids to have the best Christmas. And so, I I, I can relate in a different way watching this. I can relate to the father and his joy. I, I love seeing. I love seeing my kids, uh, you know, my, my stepkids, not my children. I love seeing them opening their presents on Christmas. My grandkids opening her presents. I love seeing them. So yeah, yeah. It's I mean, no, you love Dawson seeing his. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, I try to give him everything he asked for and everything what he needs. And oh uh, yeah, it's it's all for me. It's 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 about well. It's about Jesus, but it's when it comes to family, it's 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 just about spending time with him because 
no day is guaranteed. You may never see him again. You know, I, th- I take that to heart the past two years. So uh, it means a lot to me. You know, I, I'm not trying not to get, I'm trying not to get emotional, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's all about seeing Dawson happy, my family happy and at this time of the year. So that's, but yeah, you brought up the leg lamp. The leg lamp. Yeah. I, you know, I, I never really looked at that, that lamp as important growing up watching it, but all the memes you see or all the, you know, the t-shirts that came from a Christmas story, I, that's the most noticeable one is the leg lamp or the figurines. Uh, I love that leg lamp though. I, like, I don't know what kind of person in 1940 would have wanted a leg lamp, but I, I respect that man for wanting one that winning it. He won it. So, it's a major, it's a major award. Yeah, it was. And his wife hated it. Oh, so the like, men in the town loved it. I imagine, you know, and I can understand. Ralphie was touching the leg. Yeah. I love that. It's just like, yeah, there's subtle hints. Also, there's subtle hints in the sequel uh, with his son and his, like, exploration in, into sexuality. Um, but, um, yeah, the leg lamp. And then his wife broke it. It, you know, I just dusted and it fell off. But really, you know, she broke that lamp. You know. You no. Know, <laughs> I, I don't want to say she did it on purpose, but I kind of think she did. I don't want to say she did because she it was important to her husband's. You know, it was it was it was kind of important to him. So I wouldn't think she would do it on purpose. But she yeah. absolutely hated that lamp, yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't and if, sad to see it go. So. Yeah, and if something happens, I will. But uh, yeah, I love the leg lamp. Uh, so, are you ready for the marks? Yeah, I'll let you go first since you you really like this movie better. Let me give this three mark outs out of five. Oh, man, uh, God. <laughs> uh, I give it three because I, it's it's a it's a classic. Uh, I enjoyed it growing up. Not so much now. It's it's something that I don't like. Oh, uh, streaming. Let's watch it. Other than now, because I want to see the sequel. So that's why we watched it. Um, but yeah, it's just, yeah. it is there. Now, it's nowhere near 8-Bit Christmas, which is a five-star movie, a five-mark-out movie, in my opinion. So, yeah, I didn't like it as, I didn't, I mean, I, I like it a lot. I didn't like it that much. But from 8-Bit? Yeah, 8-Bit. Yeah, it was, it was the, and we'll go into it when we talk about the sequel a little bit more, but my score is the same as yours. It's three out of five. And it's a, I guess, a respect factor because I want to say this was like the first big Christmas movie during the 80s. Like, uh, obviously, it had to be. They showed it for 24 hours on Christmas. So, you had those rules. So, I do respect it. I just, every time I watch it, it's just, I just want to cut it off. (laughs) I just want to cut it off so bad. It's not that I hate it, I don't hate it. It's just, Growing up watching Ralphie, he annoyed me each time I watched. I got more annoyed by him. And it lives on in a sequel, too, because I, I don't like Ralphie. <laughs> when it comes down to it, I just don't like him. But uh, it gets a three out of five on from my viewing well, experience. Peter, Peter Billings reprises his role in uh, Christmas Story Christmas. Before that, there was uh, It Runs in a Family. Um, which is stars Karen Koken as Ralphie, 
Uh, I forget who plays everybody else. Uh, I think, like I said, the guy that played um, in um, Beethoven or whatever, he always plays the dad and everything. Charles Grodin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the father. He plays his old man in that movie, uh, which I liked it. But it's like it felt like an unofficial sequel uh, to the to, to the movie. Yeah. Um, and then I think it is a, it's a sequel to the book to the novel. I think there's a novel. I think the novel has a sequel to it, and my, maybe that's what that is. So it's the summer when Ralphie, you know. Is his what how he spent the summer and I'm trying to get top you know those uh, pegs or whatever those things that yeah. run and you like I don't know I don't know that game I never played that game but um but yeah so if Karen Culkin's in it and then um Mary Steamer, I don't know her name she's she she's done quite a few Christmas movies yeah you know what I'm talking about though right yeah yeah. Yeah, she she's uh Steinberg or whatever. She's um she's as Ralphie's mom in it. Uh she's crazy about a gravy boat. Uh well she's crazy about like getting so she goes to these, this movie theater matinee and the uh and if everybody goes to the matinee, they all get rewarded with a piece of china to add to their collection. And this guy has kept giving them hadn't gave them the rest of them, only giving them just a gravy boat, and uh, it's the it's the guy that was on Beetlejuice uh, as like Ortho, the heavy set guy. Yeah, um, he he's the guy that just is not really giving them the rest of the stuff that they promised, and so she throws the gravy boat at him, and then all the women in the audience throw the gravy boat at him, and the guy gets pelted with the gravy boats, um, which. Yeah, it, it was a movie. It wasn't bad. It was it was interesting. But then I didn't see the A Christmas Story two uh, that came out a couple of years ago with uh, David Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern. Yeah, I didn't see that. Did you watch it? I did not. No. Uh, I assume it's terrible. <laughs> I assume it's terrible. Um, no, I not against da- Dan, uh, da- Daniel Stern. Yeah, he doesn't none make him good. I love him. Yeah, uh, I do too, but he, he doesn't get offers to be anything in anything that's good these days. So that's true. I hadn't really seen him in anything, honestly. And so when he popped up in that, I'm like, maybe, but I never desired to watch it. I've, to this day, I've, that's two movies I've never watched this and the Robocop remake. I've never watched it, just had no desire at all to see it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> just like, I don't care. I just don't care. It's not Robocop. But anyway, um, finally, we get A Christmas Story Christmas that came out 2022 with Peter Bill. So Peter rep- reprises his role as Ralphie. Uh, he's now married to some lady. Ellen. She, no, not Ellen. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Hayes. Yeah. she She's interesting, I guess. But I like, uh, one thing I wish they would have done, but the lady that played Ralphie's mom is still living in the original, but she just retired from acting, so she doesn't act um, any longer. So they replaced her with, if you are aware of uh, Airplane, she's the love interest. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You've never seen Airplane? Uh, seen it. She's the, 
she, she's the love interest of uh, Stryker in the airplane. Um, and uh, she's a flight attendant, a stewardess is what they call them. Uh, but she's an airplane. Um, now, she, I also realized, and correct me if I'm wrong, she's been in another movie or something where she was the mother, mother but she was not the same of the, of the character was played by a different actress in another film. So she is a serial mother role stealer. Because, so, like, whatever else was she is in, recently, she was in something, she played the mom, and kind of recognized her. She's very noticeable for me. Um, yeah. But I was like, oh, you're, but you're not the person that had in the original. Um, that's just her. That's her vibe, man. She's gonna, she gonna, she said, I'll do it. She's like the D Wallace of, of, <laughs> of moms, like of, of older oh, mothers, I guess. We're going, we're reaching. We're I reaching now. I love me some D Wallace, but uh, she was great at a point, at a point in time. Uh, she's not so much good anymore, but you know, I haven't seen her in anything. Who did? Reborn. She's in that. She's in what? Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh, Lord. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I was sorry, I, I too. Say, yeah. <laughs> Why'd they do that to her? Uh, she's in, uh, oh, she, well, she was in something. She played a mom. She played, she showed up real briefly in a, in a movie. I forgot what it was. I think it had Daniel Harris in it. I don't know. She played, she just briefly popped up in it. Like, no, it's a movie where she was selling somebody in the property. And she popped up as like the land, the person selling the property. I forgot what even movie is. It's something on Shutter. She works. Yeah. With, uh, I would say a lot, but she does occasionally work with Rob Zombie. It's probably a Rob Zombie movie um, that I'm thinking about. It probably is. I it pro it probably I can't stand Rob Zombie no more. Oh Lord! But anyway, like, like uh, him and Kevin Smith. I don't know. At one point in my life, I was like. Yes. Now I'm like, I can care less. Literally. Man. <laughs> How you going to diss Kevin, man? Kevin, so that tells you where Clerks 2 is going to end on my list this year. It's not going to be on your list. Whatever, like three, three. Yeah. Three? No, I did not like it. I did not like it, Sam. I am. But anyway, um, but this lady is now the mom in this movie. And I thought she did a good job. She played, she, she seemed like a mom. Like, you know, she seemed like she would have been the mother um, in the original. Uh, this movie sucks, man. Oh, my goodness. It's just, it's just it was, uh, it was, I got taken out by the, by the um, flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, not flashbacks, but the. Uh, you froze on me here. Film. Oh, you there? Nope, he's gone. Oh. He's gone again. Okay, I'm back now. He's you there? Back. I'm here. All right, anyway. I, I got the flashbacks from the original, but I just think that it just... I don't know. This movie wasn't as interesting. But I was more interested in seeing other people that was in the original movie pop up, like Flick, Schwartz, uh, Scott, um, Fargus. It just, that was more interesting to me than, you know, the rest oh, of the story. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just like, can, can you, you hear see me? me? 
Yeah, I yes. can, I, just the way you're talking, it's like you're almost talking to a blank screen. <laughs> Go ahead. Did you hear what I said, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed most of the cameos or returns. Um, it just this story just I don't know. It, well, he's gone again. <laughs> he's he's going. Oh boy. All right, you're back. Okay. We got to wrap it up soon. Uh, but what? Give me some more thoughts you have well, on. Uh, there's not much of a review on Christmas Story Christmas. Um, what I, I can't really say I enjoyed much. I thought it was an okay film, but um, I don't like I don't like Ralphie. I don't. You know, I didn't like the mom. Um, yeah. Um, her casting took me out of the movie when she popped up. The kids really didn't have much to, going on. Um, they tried to play. They were getting bullied, but you know, I, it just didn't. I just didn't live up to what the original did. And I, I honestly feel like this got remade, got made because of the success of Eight Bit Christmas. I think they're going off of that. Since that was inspired by a Christmas Story, let's actually do a sequel. But I just didn't feel like it lived up, and I'm not sure if Aaron's coming back. So, um. I don't know. Aaron, can you hear me? Or s no? Okay. Um, I can't end this because he's in control of it. Um, uh, what I did like was Fargus's cameo to see how he changed as a person. Um, I really like that. I think Aaron's trying to come back. I'm not sure. Uh, seeing how much he grew as a person over these last 33 years. I really like that. He became a cop. He actually saves Ralphie in the end. Uh, Ralphie breaks into Flex store to steal this, um, the star cause his star got broke, uh, Christmas star. And, um, I don't know. I don't think Aaron's there. He is. He's back. I was here the whole time. I couldn't hear you or see you. I asked if you could hear me. Yeah, I was saying yes. But anyway, I heard what you said. Yeah, we're going to end. I don't know what the heck happened there. Uh, that's weird. Okay. It's because I got Spectrum. I went from Spectrum to AT&T. There you go. There's your answer. All right. I give this movie one mark out out of five. Whoa. Uh, I'm going to give – I'm, I'm going to be – Nicer. It's it's the it's the holiday season, so I'm gonna give it a two point five out of five. Okay. It was it was. I'd rather watch Eight Bit Christmas. That's yeah, what I, that's what I was thinking. Um, I will mention this uh, real quick before we leave. I did get to watch uh, the Whale. Brandon Fraser was was uh, actually excellent in it. Uh, uh, he. He should be nominated for the best actor, um, and uh, and uh, Hong uh, Chow, I think is her name. Uh, she should be nominated for best actress, a supporting supporting actress in this movie. Uh, she she was excellent. I really enjoyed that. Um, I just watched uh, the inspection, which is a, a film by Elegance Brad Bratton. Uh, it's his first film, but it's like a, it's based off of his true events. It's based off of his life. He was a Marine who's gay, who uh, was kind of bullied while he was into the, in the military. He was going through basic training and uh, he successfully 
one, uh, successfully survived it. Um, and uh, his relationship with his mother, Gabrielle Union's in it as well. Um, it was, it was, he was great. The actor that plays uh, um, the character was great. Um, but the movie was pretty bu- paid by the numbers. Um, but the best thing I've seen, like I said, is The Whale. That, it sticks with me. So Brandon Fraser was excellent. And not, he didn't just, you just your heart goes out to him in that in that movie. Yeah, I haven't, haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't seen either. Only thing I saw this week, other than the Christmas movies, was uh, Devotion, and that you know it was it, as you said, paint by numbers. Uh, was, uh, but Jonathan Majors is excellent in that movie, and he, if you do watch it, anybody watches it, he would be your reason to watch it. Um, Glenn Powell from Top Gun Maverick essentially plays the same character he played in Maverick, except he's the most humble, nice person that's ever been a pilot that I've ever seen. And he was more entertaining in Maverick. So he's just kind of boring in devotion. But that's all. I've and I lost Aaron again. We're getting in it. What are we doing next week, Brandon? Uh, we're doing Christmas Chronicles 2. Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. All right. We'll, we'll see you next week. Thank you for marking that with us. We're going to end it because it's going crazy. Peace. All right. Peace.